0: Let's pray. Lord Jesus, today, as we talk about a very special gift you've given to us, help us to grow in our appreciation of what that gift is all about, the gift of baptism. We pray this in Jesus' name, the one who fulfilled baptism for us. Amen. Before I get started... The Shepherd announcements has there 's a you know calendar in there a lot of things are going to be ramping up and I want you to be aware of, of some of these things that are happening. Um, this last summer is probably been one of the busiest summers we 've ever had um, in, as far as staff working behind the scenes and you know somebody I want you all to know who he is i 'm picking him right now is Doug Sanders. Um, can you stand up Doug say, oh, see who we are. I think you 've seen him around He is now on staff with us and and um, he 's been leading us as far as planning, um, strategizing, organizing, and we are really excited about what's going to be happening this fall. And we want you to be ready. September 11th is a big kickoff for us, and we're going to have it um, on this campus at 9 30. We're going back to the one hour um, Sunday school for children. Um, There's going to be all kinds of Bible study opportunities. If you look at the calendar, there's a bunch of seminars taking place. On September 14th, we're going to be having a, a Wednesday evening Bible time. It used to be you know, a um, worship service, but now it's going to be a pastor-led study every Wednesday night. Um, there's also going to be confirmation taking place on that night, and Pastor Al and myself will be taking turns leading that um, September 14th is the kickoff. I'm going to be starting first talking about you know, how do we um, share our faith in this secular world? How do we come to grips with this world in which we're living and stand up as Christians and know how to react to the secularism, which is, you know, kind of permeating our society more and more. So it's going to be a topic for three weeks, and Pastor Allen's going to take over for a little bit in October. And, and so a lot of different studies, different topics, and we really want to encourage you to find what's right for you, to get involved with it. And, and our goal is, you're going to hear two words a lot, deeper and wider. You know, our goal is that we grow deeper in our faith, and as we grow deeper in our faith, wider in our reach as far as reaching out the love of Jesus Christ to our community um, and to our world. So Be in prayer. Um, we ask for your um, commitment, your dedication, as we um, desire to grow in our ability to lead people to follow Jesus. You know, we're in a study um, called "God Connects," and it's you know based upon a number of videos that the Lutheran our ministry put together about the foundations of our Christian faith. I'm not sure if any of you are watching Olympics, but I, I can't stop watching them. I find them so interesting, so um, exciting, and we're seeing. You know, like Michael Phelps got his 23rd gold medal. You know, this is something people would be talking about for, for generations. And what makes these athletes so good? You see, the reality is they have perfected the fundamentals of whatever their sport is. They got the fundamentals down, and they practice over and over and over, and made a lot of sacrifice. In the series, we are going over the fundamentals of our Christian faith, and. Our goal is that we grow in these fundamentals and practice them, and, and today we're talking about one called baptism, and something I think we sometimes take for granted. And along with, with a series, with this, these videos, they're available online. You can go just, just Google God Connects, you know, Lutheran Hour Ministries. It'll pop up. Um, these are great resources for you to view yourself, but also to share with others and to use as a teaching tool to help others to grow And their fundamentals and foundations of our christian faith this time we want you to um, watch the screen as we um, see from pastor um, greg seltz lutheran hour speaker um, on the topic of baptism
1: water it's one of the most simple and basic elements around us all the time the majority of our bodies are made up of water And amazingly, it's with this very common and ordinary substance that the Creator of the universe chose to mark us and make us His own with the water of baptism. Ever heard the phrase, cleanliness is next to godliness? Well, in baptism, God actually and literally cleanses us from all our sins. From the language of the New Testament Greek, we know that baptism means to wash, And in our baptism, we are washed, listen to this, not just with water alone, but also by the word of God. So you can see that baptism is really a big deal. Now, as Jesus was ending his earthly ministry, he leaves his followers with these powerful words called the Great Commission. He says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus commands and desires us to be baptized because there are amazing gifts that come from it. How amazing? Well, just listen to this. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In the promise of baptism, God's Word descends and miraculously joins with the water for the forgiveness of our sins. And it's not merely an outward symbolic cleansing or an inward spiritual idea. It's much more than that. Baptism is when God made a promise just to you that you've been brought into a relationship with Him. You are justified. Now, what does it mean to be justified? Well, just as if I'd never sinned. Now, I know some of you have some questions forming in your mind. How can God do 100% of the work in baptism? Doesn't my faith have to play some role? I mean, after all, why not just splash as many people as possible with baptismal water and be done with it? Or better yet, we could take baptismal swert guns and, and perform drive-by baptisms on unsuspecting pedestrians. Well, you know that's not how it is. Yes, our faith does play a role, but it's more important to understand where our faith comes from. According to the Bible, when God created everything, he did so by speaking his word. The word of God creates. Romans 10, 17 answers the question then, where does faith come from? It states, faith comes from the hearing of the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. So when you hear the message of Christ's forgiveness, it has the power to create faith. Many Christians think that baptism is an opportunity to show God and others how much they love him. While that's a beautiful expression, in baptism, the love is actually coming from the other direction, from God to us. So, baptism is not what our word says about God. Rather, baptism is what God's word says about us. You are forgiven. You are mine. In fact, nearly every reference in the New Testament about baptism mentions the forgiveness of Of sins. In baptism, we become children of God. We are adopted by him for eternity. Okay, this is starting to make more sense. But what about baptizing children, infants? They can't have faith until they're older, right? Well, that may not be the right question. It's not so much can children believe in God, but what can God do with them? Remember, this is the same God who, through his word, created the world out of nothing. All right, but back to our other question. Again, we all may come into contact with God's creating word at different moments of our life. For some, that will be when our parents brought us to church. Others may come into contact with the word of God when they're older. Baptism both creates faith in the heart of the child and seals faith in the heart of the adult. The sinner within us dies in baptism, and a new person, a new creation is born. We now have a new life forever in the grace of Christ. Here again how the Bible describes it. Do you not know that all of us who've been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. That's why baptism is often referred to as being born again. then why is it important that we remember our baptism daily? Well, we continue to sin, and we get dirty, and this can haunt us even as our life can become quickly complicated and even murky, but when we remember our baptism, we're assured that we stand in Christ's love, His grace, and His promise. You see, as we remember our baptism, we simply celebrate what Christ has already done in our lives— One way I like to do this is to simply dip a finger in the closest water source and then make a sign of the cross on my forehead. You see, then I recall that Jesus died and rose for me. I am claimed by him, and in him I'm free and clean.
0: you were to walk into um, the office, the church office here, there is a, we now have a, um, a pet in the office. And it's a um, betta fish. His name is Luther. And I want to tell you a little bit of a story about Luther. Um, our our youth director, Janet, um, she had a betta fish. And we were in charge of watching her betta fish while she was on vacation. And her betta fish died on us. And so I was given this responsibility of going out and finding a beta fish that looked just like the one that died, okay, to replace it to see if she maybe couldn't tell that her fish had died. It was, you know, and so I was, you know, the, the gals in the office, um, you know, they t- told me what the fish looked like. So I went to um, the pet store, and, and then I took some pictures. And this is the first picture I sent back. And I said, which one um, do you want? And, and I, I misunderstood. I got, got the wrong message. So I, I got the one on the right, okay? And so I brought that one back. See, look at those six. I mean, it's sitting in these little tiny little cups. And so I brought it back, and, and I re- they said, you got the wrong one. And I didn't have the heart to take that thing back. You know, and, and so I went back. We got, the, we got the other one, you know, and, and put it in, the, in Janet's bowl. And, and, of course, right away she said, what happened to my real fish, you know. But, um, <laughs> but she forgave us. And so... We, we kept the other fish that, that was a mistaken one that I, I kept, put it in this one here, and then we thought, nah, he needs a little bit more room. So the next picture shows um, his new habitat. Um, that's Luther, and he's like the happiest fish in the world, okay? So if you go in there and he just, he sees people, he kind of swims up to him. never had a betta fish before, and you go to the next slide too. Um, he also has some good friends, Martin and Katie Luther, next to him there. He, he likes to talk to them and go over and greet them, and, and um, but why am I showing you this? You know, I think that our life is kind of like like Luther's life here. You know, we were in captivity to sin, to Satan, to death. And we've been set free, not because of what we've done, but we've been rescued. Kind of like Luther's been rescued. It's like he's like a thankful fish. And we have been rescued by Jesus Christ. And we have the privilege of being the most thankful people in the world because of what christ has done for us and one of the ways that he shows his love one of the ways he makes this gift of salvation and faith alive in us is through baptism it's a simple thing but it's a very powerful thing and so i want to encourage you in your worship bulletins there's an insert um, there and I want you this is you know for further reading but I'm going to kind of go through these questions quick and they were also briefly hit upon in the the video and I want to make sure we understand what a special gift baptism is and there's questions there and they kind of parallel Luther's small catechism the real Luther <laughs> and the first question is what is baptism and it says baptism is not just plain water but is water included with god's command and combined with god's word and so it was like a mathematical formula baptism equals water plus the word of god and i also want you to understand what a sacrament is in our church body we have two sacraments baptism and the lord's Supper, which we'll be receiving in just a short time here and what makes a sacrament number one it's instituted by jesus christ himself There is a visible element, whereas in water, that visible element is what? In baptism, it's the water. And Lord's Supper, it's the bread and the wine. And with it is a promise of forgiveness. Those are the three things essential um, for a sacrament. And we see all three of those things are um, a part of baptism. Next question, what is that word of God? And we heard um, the scripture reading, also Pastor Seltz referred to it from Matthew 28. Go and make disciples. This is what Jesus commands the church. It's not a request. It's a command. We, as his church, are commanded to make disciples. How does that happen? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Step one is what? Baptize. Which also, to me, shows the importance of baptizing even children. We'll get back to that in a little bit. And then teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So once we've been baptized, we have this very important responsibility to be growing in the Word of God. And we grow deeper in the Word, and that leads to the next part, which is the water, which is the go. That how do we know if we have become disciples? Disciples are people that go out in the name of Christ, people who live out their faith on a daily basis, but the first step here is in baptism. Next question. What benefits does baptism give? And we see the main thing here, and this is huge, forgiveness of sins. And with forgiveness of sins, there's deliverance from death, deliverance from the devil, deliverance from hell. Forgiveness is huge. You know, I mentioned the last time I preached, if there's anything I want you to remember, if anything i ever taught, is that through Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Through Jesus Christ, we are loved, and because of that, we're going to live forever. And baptism also, delivers that gift into our lives. Through the word and sacrament, these are the vehicles through which the Holy Spirit works to bring faith alive into our hearts and help us to realize that through Jesus Christ, we truly are forgiven. Next, how can water do such great things? And the point is, it's not just the water. So the, the power in baptism is the word connected with the water, the word that is fulfilled. In Jesus Christ. He provides the power. You know, I want to make something very clear. Sometimes we as Lutherans are accused of saying that we're saved by baptism. I want to make something very clear. We are saved by Jesus Christ, okay? And one of the ways that Jesus works is through what? Through baptism. What makes baptism powerful is Jesus, okay? He's the one that instills these great gifts through the water, by the power of his word, and he's a fulfillment of the word. In fact, he is a word that became flesh. What does such baptizing with water indicate? I look out at the sanctuary right now, and if we were to take time right now, that every one of us confess every sin we've ever committed, we'd be here for a long time, okay? But the reality is, there is no sin in this room right now know why because jesus has taken it away we've been cleansed we've been washed and through baptism we are cleansed and washed daily by the love of christ see baptism is not just a one-time thing it carries with us our entire lives as the name of jesus himself is sealed to us and we know that where his name is sealed he is continuously at work and even the promise i will be with you always to the very end of the age Next question. What does baptism have to do with our daily life? Everything. You see, we have identity. We have identity in Jesus Christ. Every one of us has maybe different names, but we have the name of God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit sealed to us. We are part of an eternal family. We're going to be together forever because of what Jesus has done for us. We're on a journey to a place called heaven. And through baptism, the Holy Spirit is calling us to, to stay close to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is calling us to go to the Word of God daily, to drink of that Word of life on a daily basis. You know, we need water every day to, to, to drink, to, to you know, give us the, the nourishment we need as far as just the fluids in our body. But through baptism, we have a spiritual renewing daily. And we need the word of God to keep filling us and directing us. And to go on that next step from, ba- from baptism is teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. You know, Jesus is not trying to be mean to us by saying, Hey, I want you to learn everything I've commanded you. You see, he wants what's best for us. And the more we grow in God's word, the more our lives are blessed. The more all the people around us are blessed the more God's kingdom is going to grow as the word becomes alive more inside of us. And so on a daily basis, we rejoice in our baptism. On a daily basis, the Holy Spirit is calling us to the word of God to grow in that word and, and to grow in our lives of discipleship. You know, again, I mentioned earlier about the Olympics. You know, Michael Phelps, you know, what, what makes him such a great swimmer? And if you think about it, you know, he actually better this Olympics than the last one. The last Olympics, he had four golds and two silvers. How do you do this Olympics? Five golds and one silver at the age of 31. These last four years, what made the difference was he worked really, really hard. He was committed, dedicated to what he was doing. And I think that's the calling that God gives to us. I'll be honest with you. What's more important, 23 gold medals? Or faith in Jesus Christ. And growing in that faith. We are part of a championship team. And it's so important. What we're about as a church. As a school. And I want to encourage every one of us. As we go into this new season. To to really be open to what God is calling us to do. To take things to the next level. To be more open. To see how his spirit leads us. And guides us. Because in the end. The only thing that's going to matter. Is faith in Jesus Christ. None of the stuff in this world is going to go with us when we leave. All that's going to go to heaven is people. And the ultimate treasure is the people that go there. That someday, my prayer is that every one of us, when we get to heaven someday, we're going to look around and maybe there's people walking up or souls walking to us and say, you know what? Thanks for sharing the love of Christ with me. Because of what you did, I'm here. And that's our calling, to grow and, and understanding that in the end, that's what truly matters. And our baptism is daily calling us to this walk with Jesus, to refocus us on, on what really matters, and that is our faith in Jesus Christ. One more question. Why are infants and young children baptized? I want you, for a moment here, to take out your Bibles. There's a, just grab one in front of you there. And turn to page 1694, 1694. 1694 to Acts chapter 2, verse 37. And I'm going to kind of summarize everything with this section of scripture about baptism. The context is Peter preaches his amazing sermon. It's Pentecost, and there's thousands of people there. He preaches a sermon. In chapter 2, it's on page 1694, Acts 2, verse 37. And so, after he preaches, the people say, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? I mentioned this before. Someday, when I get another sermon, I'm just looking for the day when y'all going to say, What do we do now, Pastor? We're ready to go. You know, these folks, they're ready to go. They're, They're excited, they're pumped up. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you who is there. Just adults? No. These people came from all over the different parts of the globe to Jerusalem. Men, women, children, all ages. From tiny babies to maybe 100 years old plus. He says, be baptized, which ones? Every one of you, make it clear, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Once again, we see that promise, forgiveness. And you're going to see the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you, those of you that are understanding you, understand what I'm saying right now, and your, what's that word? Children. The Greek word "nepios," which means even infants. And for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call, who does God call? everyone isn't that pretty clear baptism is meant to be for who everybody it's a gift from God to us some people in the Christian world out there think it's something that we do to show God we believe no that's a misconstruing of what this gift is it's hundred percent God to us and it's meant to be for everybody all ages anytime anywhere and water can be found where everywhere in the last part, with many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. All ages. 3,000 in one day. And it says, goes on and says, they devoted themselves, the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. And I think that's where I want to end this, is that what is our response to baptism? Commitment. Devotion to God's word. Devotion to fellowship, devotion to worship, devotion to prayer. You know, a lot of us take medications, various things. I've got um, acid reflux, I take a medication that helps me with that. I've got high blood pressure, I take a medication that helps to restore my blood pressure where it's supposed to be. Um, And, you know, some medications, you know, help in various ways. But sometimes it's kind of, you ever watch those commercials, It's, it's like, you know, it says all the good things the medication does, and it says, but this medication may cause you to have a third eye or your heart to fall fall apart or your liver to, to, you know, to be destroyed. Um, imagine a drug, a pill that you could take that gave you eternal life. You're going to live forever. And not just live forever, but you're going to be happy and joyful and free, and it's going to be incredible. Now, if the pharmaceutical industry came up with a a pill like that, do you think it's going to be a bestseller? Well, they can't do it. But I'll tell you what, something similar has been given to us. Way better than that. It's a gift called baptism. One time gift that keeps giving and giving and giving. And it has eternal impact in our lives. On October 2nd, on this campus, we're having a baptismal Sunday. And we want to encourage you to start thinking about. Maybe some people you know, some neighbors, relatives, maybe haven't been baptized. And I want you to start thinking about inviting them to be baptized on that day. There's going to be invitations given out, cards, and other ways for us. We're going to be talking more about this. But we want more people to receive the special gift that we've received. If there's anyone here that hasn't been baptized, we encourage you to come and talk to myself, Pastor Allen, call a church office. Baptism is an incredible gift. And the reason it's so incredible is because of the one who's fulfilled it for us, the one who gives it the power. And his name is Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord God Heavenly Father, we can never thank you enough that you have adopted us into your family through the Savior and Jesus who sent in Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Jesus, that you came and you lived, you died, you rose. That through this gift of baptism, all the things you've done, you share with us. You take away our sins. You open up the way to heaven. We are part of this family because of you. Lord, help us to respond in thankfulness. Help us to respond by being devoted and focused as followers of you. We pray this in your name. Amen.